Church, we're almost back to things getting normal again. Next Sunday, we're actually, uh, with the restrictions and making sure we keep within the government regulations, we're actually going back to four services. We're actually doing the 8am, the 10am, the 4pm and the 6pm here in A1 Auditorium. And what you need to do, because we've got to stick to these regulations, you've got to book in your tickets to come. It sounds bizarre. I've never heard that before in my life, but that's just what we have to do for this season. We want people to be able to come back and, and be a part of the worship again here. So if you would love to do that this Tuesday, you can do that through our website or you can call the church office. Um, obviously, you've got to book in for each one of those that you need to go to. If you can book into just one of them, it just gives more space to other people. There's also a kids service that's happening in the A2 auditorium for the, in, uh, sorry, the 8 a.m., the 10 a.m. and also the 4 p.m. So that's more designed for families that have kids. You can be a part of that program as well. Um, it's going to be awesome connecting back together. Don't worry, we're still streaming. So if you miss out, we're going to continue to stream. We're going to stream live the 10 a.m. and also the 6 p.m. So that's something you can still connect into. Invite friends to watch in on that. It's a really good um, place for people to come and just get a little bit of idea of what we are about as a church. Well, Father God, we thank You so much for this uh, privilege and honour to worship and to give You thanks and praise, great God. Uh, we really love You, Lord, and we just want to acknowledge that from the outset. And uh, we just want to thank You for this opportunity to hear from Your Word now as well. And so, Father, we pray You'd speak to our hearts, You'd challenge us in some way or another, and uh, You would compel us to take action and You'd empower us to uh, see changes in our lives, great God, we pray. Uh, so we thank You, Father. We love You again, and we just acknowledge that. And uh, yeah, we commit all these things to you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. Hey, it is uh, so good to be here tonight and uh, it's good to be here with the band live, which is amazing. It's been a while since uh, I've been able to do this, um, but I am so looking forward to next week uh, because I uh, get to speak to you like as a live person, which is amazing. And I've been looking forward to this for a little while now. Uh, and so you can book in during the week for that. And um, yeah, can't wait to share with you in person. Very, very exciting. Now uh, we are in a little series at the moment in Revelation at night. And so uh, we're going to have a look at this in Revelation 2. But I wonder tonight if there's ever been a moment in your life where uh, you just felt uh, like called to pursue something or to be involved in something. It could have been a, a ministry of some sort. Maybe it was a leading a connect group or being involved in youth group or young adults or, or some sort of ministry. It could have been a business venture that you felt prompted to, to go into. Uh, it could have been a sport or something where you were pursuing something. It could have even been a relationship you felt uh, you needed to pursue, a girl or a guy or something like that. But I wonder if you were involved in something or you're pursuing something, you were moving forward in something and then you just felt discouraged in some way or another and you thought to yourself, you know what? Uh, I, I, just, I just feel like I'm not gonna pursue this anymore. And so you threw in the towel, you let go of that or, or you just uh, stopped moving forward in that particular direction, whatever that might've been. And I wonder if there's been that moment that in hindsight, as you look back, you think, 
you know what? I wonder where that would have gone. Or, or maybe it could have even been a sense of regret where you just think, I wonder what would have happened in the midst of that if I just kept going, if I hadn't have, uh, if I hadn't have uh, you know, kind of thrown in the towel, so to speak. I wonder where that would have taken or wh- where that would have gone or, or the fruit that might have come out of that if it was a particular ministry experience. And I think regardless of who we are, I think there's always gonna be a time in our life, some, some point where we look back and we think, Oh, I wonder where that could have gone. I wonder what fruit could have come out of that um, in some way or another. And it could be small, it could be bigger, depending on uh, what the circumstances are. But I think in some way or another, all of us have experienced that. And I think there's power in encouragement. I think there's something powerful where it may have just needed somebody to come along and just encourage us in that to not, to not stop, but to keep pressing forward. There's power in someone getting alongside another person saying, hey, no, keep pursuing, keep moving forward, keep driving forward in that particular thing that maybe God has called you to or the very passion that is burning within your heart. There's power in that. And what we discover in Revelation 2 is that very thing where the church is, is moving, forward, moving forward for God. There's some really exciting things taking place. And here is a letter to this, this church in um, Thyatira, this letter that encourages them and in essence is spurring them on to say, hey, keep moving forward, keep pressing on. God is going to use you and He is with you in this and He encourages them in, uh, in that. And so it's actually quite an encouraging letter. Now, I remember uh, several uh, years ago now, I was, I'll share a little bit more about this later, but I was pretty involved in swimming growing up and, and then I was really involved in that and, and then I stopped swimming for a few years but I sort of step, kept sort of being involved and then I got into triathlons and some teen triathlons and then I was back training a little bit and then I decided for this one weekend we we're going to do a teen triathlon and I decided to do the open water swim as part of that as well. And so I signed up for that and the day came on the Saturday, it was the day before the teen triathlon and on the Saturday they had the open water swim at Malula Bar and so I, I sort of registered for this and you all kind of go off all together. There's all the different age groups and the genders and you have different swimming caps, different coloured swimming caps for the category that you're in. And so you kind of just go off together and I was in a particular category at that time and so we were swimming off and it was a thousand metre open water swim and so you go out, you go around a buoy, come back in up the beach, you run around the uh, buoy uh, on the beach and then back out again and come back in. And so I did half the leg, I swam out, I think my parents came up that day to watch and my mate was with me as well because he was doing the team triathlon with me the next day. And so I swam out, I did the first half and then I got to the beach where you kind of come up and you got to run around the beach and go back out again. And I dead set hate running. Like I can't stand running. I've heard people talk about, oh no, you can get to a fitness where you can actually just jog for kilometres and really enjoy it. Well, that's awesome for you. But I mean, honestly, I can't stand running. And so I was really not looking forward to this part. So I did half the swim. I got up onto the beach and, uh, and I just thought, oh man, here goes the run part. And it wasn't a half hard surface either so you're running on beach and that makes it a little bit hard and I just thought oh man I really don't want to do this so I just thought I'll kind of just jog through this part I'll get back in the water and get you know get stuck into it again and, and all of a sudden as I'm running up the beach I hear my mate I didn't see him but I hear my mate's voice and he calls out to me and I was pretty unmotivated to run fast on the beach but he calls out to me he goes twig he goes you're um if you get in front of this guy you'll be second place and there was a guy in front of me and like I said there were different 
category. So I didn't know exactly where I was placed. And so he calls this out. Now I was pretty unmotivated, but as soon as I heard that, it was an encouragement. And all of a sudden I just thought, oh, here we go. I'm gonna get stuck into this. And I really pushed in. Now I probably didn't get any faster, but uh, I still pushed in and I, and I really went hard. And uh, you know, the rest is history. I won't tell you the result, but um, I came first. But um, no, I didn't really. But, but I still did that race. And there is something about encouragement that is quite powerful. And we need encouragement. There are times in our lives where we just need to be encouraged, where we're pursuing something. We sense a call from God that we need to drive forward or be involved in a ministry, to run a connect loop, uh, to lead in a youth group, to run a business, um, to pour our lives into other people's lives, whether it's your uh, friends, whether it's family, whether it's uh, the neighbourhood in which you live where we literally feel a call from God that we've got to press in and pour out our lives. And sometimes there'll come a moment where we just need encouragement and there is so much power and encouragement and there's so much power and endurance and and perseverance in the things that God has called us to. And in essence, this is a little bit what this letter's about. Now, I just wanna say this. This is a little bit complex. And so I'm gonna try and simplify this as the best way that I know how. And so this is where we pick up on Revelation 2, verse 18. It says this, Write this letter to the angel of the church of Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. Now, this is the start of the letter, and it's a great start. Why? Because it's magnified the, the, the greatness of our God. He's writing to this, this letter in, the, in this church, and he's saying, hey, remember who it is that you serve. He's mighty. He's powerful. His eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are polished like bronze. Now, it's described like this in Daniel as well. But he's magnifying, hey, remember who it is that you are serving. He's great, he's powerful, he's mighty. If you're feeling discouraged, remember the one who you serve. He's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And tonight, if you're sitting there feeling discouraged, remember who it is that you are serving. The great and mighty God, the one who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. It's actually a great start to a letter. It's a great context reminder. It's a reminder for them and it's a reminder for me and it's a reminder for you this very night as well. And he continues in verse 19, he says, I know all the things you do. Again, a reminder of the greatness of our God. He understands everything. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He knows what we're thinking. He knows the plans and the purposes he has for us. And he says this, I know all the things you do. I've seen your love, your faith, your service and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. Now, like I said, this is an encouragement to them. He's not saying you're doing a terrible job. He's saying you guys are amazing. You're pressing on, you're pressing into me. You're doing some incredible stuff as you serve me and as I empower you, it's really exciting to see. Now, and all these deeds, all these fruits of the Spirit are flowing out of their lives. Now, this isn't flowing out because because they're just trying to do it in their own strength. As they're pressing, into God, the fruit is that they are seeing love take place. They are seeing faith outflow. They are seeing service and patient endurance that is taking place in their lives. So it's an encouragement. He says, I see all these things, keep pressing on. God says, keep doing those things that you're doing. And if anything, I actually can see an improvement as you continue to do these things in your life. Now, I wonder for you this very night, what what about your own journey? What about your own relationship with God as he writes to them to encourage them? Where where do you stand? 
Well, what about that call that God has on your life, that business, those investments, the family relationships you have, your marriage, your, uh, you know, your relationships with friends, the, the ministry that God has called you to, the connect group that you lead. How, how are you going in your own relationship with God, your inter, intimacy with Him? What does that look like? Maybe for you, it's actually going strong. Maybe for you, business is actually powering through this season. You're seeing the blessing of God on your life. Maybe relationships and the opportunities you've had with people around you to invest and pour your life out into their lives, maybe that's going phenomenal. You've got some amazing stories at that time. The thing with that is this, there's a tendency when things are going well to forget, to begin to pray less, to begin to kind of ride the wave of blessing and forget who it is that actually brings the blessing about. And this is what happens in this letter. He encourages them, he says, you're doing a phenomenal job, but then he gives them a warning. And I think this is important. You know, I tell you what, as I was reading this, I thought, is this really a word in season? But I think it is. It's a warning. It's a caution to say, be careful in the times of blessing because it's then that you are most prone to the attack of the devil. And it can often be very subtle. It's not the external explicit, here, here comes the attack. It's often sometimes very subtle and it comes from within. And he says this to them. He says, you're going phenomenal, but be cautious. He says in verse 20, but I have this complaint against you. Now, I didn't really want to read this out because it's intense what it says here. And I acknowledge that, but hey, it's the Word of God and I've got to stay true to it. But this is what it says, but I had this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray. So in other words, he's saying this, you're going amazing, the church is growing and flourishing, the fruits of the Spirit are flowing out of your church, but there is a prophetess, there is a person that is rising up within the church that is rising up within the church that is leading people astray. And when things are going well, this is what is prone to happen. And we need to be so careful as a church, individually, we need to be so careful not to pull back, but to push in. Not just to go, oh, we'll just keep writing what God is doing here, but say, no, we, got, we have to keep seeking you, Lord. We have to keep seeking and pressing into you. He says that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray, See, she, she teaches them, to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and the intentions in every person. And I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. Now, like I said, this is intense, like this is full on. But let me try and summarise this as, as clearly as I know how. In essence, what is happened, happening here is God is saying, you guys are going amazing. You're walking with me, you're pressing into me. But he says this, this is a caution. This is a warning. You need to be so, so careful. When things are going well, you're prone to step out. And he says this, he says, there is somebody that is rising up within the church, is rising up within the culture that is leading people astray. And, you, and it's false doctrine. It's heresy. She's teaching things that just aren't, aren't gospel truth. And so they're being led astray. And he says, you need to turn back to me. You need to press into me. You need to remember the foundations of the Christian faith. And like I said before, we are prone at times when things are going phenomenal to get led astray. And it's not just an overnight thing. It's often very subtle. It's just a leading away, a leading away, leading away. All of a sudden you get there and you think, 
Oh yeah, I used to have an amazing intimate relationship with God. He guided my life. He led me and I saw fruit coming out of my life. Whatever happened there? It's not an overnight thing. And in the same way, he gives caution. He says, be so, so careful. Let me give you an example. Oftentimes when things are tough and it's difficult, you pray, it's natural. Uh, you know, I was just speaking to someone uh, earlier this week who uh, in business was really, uh, someone owed him quite a bit of money. And he was saying for two weeks there, it was so difficult for him. And you know, no one needed to say, you know, are you praying about it? He was praying about it every day because it was on his, on his heart, on his mind. He kept thinking about it. And so when times are tough, you pray, you push into God. You have to, you, you're desperate. When, when things are desperate, you do desperate things and you seek God. It's quite a, a powerful thing, but this is where it can be quite subtle is when things are going well we're tempted to go oh, I don't really need to pray we're tempted to go oh like things are going well and we can tend to relax and that's when you can just slowly be led astray that's when the devil can come in and cause destruction very subtly and this is exactly what is happening here as well so if tonight you're watching you're saying actually things are going pretty amazing just as he has encouraged them well I urge you now is not the time to go, things are going amazing. I don't need to pray about that anymore. As a matter of fact, no, it's quite the opposite. When things are going well, you need to be cautious. When things are going well, you need to pray more. When things are going well in business, you need to pray for your business. When things are going well for your family, you need to pray for your family or your marriage. You pray for your marriage. When things are going well with kids, you, just, you need to keep pressing in. You need to keep praying for them. When things are going well in ministry, you don't pull back, you press in deeper and you say, God, we need you more than ever. We need your guidance and leading more than ever. You pray for the ministry. You pray for what God has called you to. Let this be a caution. Let this be a warning. As he says it to the church there, he says it to us as well. Be very wary. Be very wary when things are going well. I remember hearing a little while ago, Angus Buchan, one of the most influential evangelists in the world today, and he would call a prayer meeting in South Africa and many people, thousands would come out and pray, particularly farmers when there was drought in the land and many were suffering. And he'd call a prayer meeting to pray for rain for the nation of South Africa. And I remember him sharing one time about how thousands would come out. He would hire a stadium or whatever it might be. And thousands of people would come out in those drought stricken times and they would pray and they would seek God. And then God would answer in, in the faithful way that he does and he would send rain and it would be so powerful. And after the rain would come, you know, a couple of weeks later or whatever, he would call another prayer meeting and it was a Thanksgiving prayer meeting. And he said, quite amazing, thousands would come out when there was a drought and only a few hundred would come out to give thanks to God. That is what happens. When things are tough, we pray. When things are good, we tend to fall, you know, step back, step back and say, well, just, just revel in the blessings of what God is doing. But he says to them and he says to you and he says to me, be very wary. Be very careful of those times. I can recall maybe at least, I can, I can recall two distinct times in my life where I felt like there was such a intimacy with God, like a real strong intimacy with, with God and things were just flourishing and, 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 and it was quite amazing. And, and I, I can recall there were a couple of times where I look back now and I was probably led astray a little bit through a few decisions that I made. And they weren't necessarily bad decisions either. And when I say led astray, I'm not saying, you know, I really walked away from God or anything like that, but they were distractions. And the other thing is this, they weren't necessarily bad things either. As a matter of fact, they were probably good things, but they weren't God things. And that's the difference. There's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. 
And sometimes when you're going strong with God, you kind of lose your focus. You lose that laser vision of, I know what God's called me to do. I'm going to keep pressing into Him. When things are going well, it's so easy to be led astray. And you can make decisions that are so subtly just moving away from God and before long you don't even realise. So be cautious, be careful. If things are going well, be cautious of that. Don't, don't pull back, press in, as He says to this church. And then He says this, He says in verse 24, but I also have a message for the rest of you, the rest of you in Thyatira, who have not followed the false teaching. In other words, for some of you, you've been led astray. But for those of you who have not followed the false teaching, he says, I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. What's he talking about here? What is it that they have until he comes? What they have is the biblical truths of God, that they are walking in the biblical principles that he has for their lives. And he says to them, just keep pressing forward in that. You haven't been led astray. And so I want to encourage you to keep moving forward in the things of me. And as you do that, I will bless and pour out my spirit and use your life in powerful and mighty ways. There's something powerful that can be said for those that just keep moving forward, keep pressing forward, to keep enduring, keep persevering in the things of God, week in, week out, day in, day out. It's the same principle. It's the principle of just that ongoing pressing into God and how over a long time it can have a tremendous impact. We all know that, you know, if you want to get ripped and lose the dad bod, not saying I need to, actually I sort of do, but, uh, you know, we know that to decide I'm just going to get gym membership or not even do gym membership, but I'm just going to go to the gym once and get ripped for summer. We know that just going to the gym once is really not gonna have that big of an impact. And you might get there and absolutely shred your muscles and you're just thinking, yeah, now I'll be ready for summer. Well, we know that one, one uh, workout of the gym will not have that big of an impact. You won't see the difference. We know that even if you went twice in one week or three times in one week and then that was it, it's not going to, uh, you're not gonna see the difference in your life. But what is it that has the impact? It's the deciding, okay, I'm gonna to commit to even just twice a week, but not just for one week, over a whole year. If you decided, you signed up for a gym, and you said, I'm gonna to commit to two or three times a week over an entire year, you'll see the difference. You'll see the impact that that has on your body, on your fitness. It will have an impact on your life. And the same is true on a spiritual level as well. The same is true. He says, just keep pushing in, keep driving, keep, keep seeking me, keep seeking out an intimate relationship with me. And it's not just a one corporate prayer meeting you decide, all right, I'm just gonna head out and go to one corporate prayer meeting. It's deciding in your heart, okay, I'm gonna commit. It could be to a corporate prayer meeting. It could be to a connect group. It could be even pre-COVID. Maybe you weren't attending church that regularly, but you decide actually tonight, tonight is the night where now we're gonna start booking in. Now we're gonna come regularly. Now, do, can you still be a Christian without attending church or, or not going to connect group? Absolutely, you can still have a relationship with God and you don't need to go to a connect group or you don't need to go attend a church service at the building. Absolutely. But I do believe there is power in meeting together. There is power in, in, in community and encouraging one another. There is power in that. And so what is it for you? How are you going spiritually in your walk? Is there something, even this very night, that you could begin to change? Is there, is there something that you could commit to that would start to usher your life more towards Him? And maybe tonight you sit there and you're like, I don't even know if I believe in this stuff. 
But maybe this is an opportunity to journey towards him. Maybe as you tonight, as you sit there, you're thinking to yourself, actually, as I reflect back, I remember there was a season of my life where, man, alive, I was on fire for the things of God. I was just, I couldn't wait to get home, to open my Bible and spend my quiet time with God. You know, as you reflect back. Now, don't believe the lie, the lie of the enemy that says you'll never get back there. Do not believe that lie for a second. It's just not, it's just not true. God is faithful and His Word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so what's the step that you can take this very night? What's the step that you can take tomorrow morning? Maybe it could be just a simple phone call to a mentor or a co-mentor to say, hey, I wanna start making some changes here. I wanna start moving back and pressing back into the things of God. Would you meet with me? Even if you said, if you meet with me just once a month for an hour and a half, let's commit an hour and a half once a month. Would you pray with me and read God's Word with me? Maybe you used to be involved in a connect group, but you no longer are. What could you do? Maybe it's a society, you know what? We need to get back in a connect group and meet regularly once a week in a connect group. Maybe like I said before, it's, it's, it's going to church regularly and meeting with others. Maybe it's deciding in your heart, I used to attend corporate prayer meetings. I'm gonna decide, I'm gonna pick a morning and come to a corporate prayer meeting and start praying. Maybe you used to read your Bible regularly every day. You committed a certain amount of time and you decide now, tonight, tomorrow morning, say, I'm gonna start doing that. You can download the Bible app and and have the Bible in a year, whatever it might be, what can you do tonight? Just one thing that you can start doing to start pressing back into Him because as He encourages this church, He encourages you tonight and He says to you, wherever you are on the journey, keep pushing into me, keep persevering, keep walking with me. There's power in that. There's power in that. I remember uh, just a, a few months ago, maybe it was a COVID cleanup, that I was looking through just some, some files and um, it was an office drawer and there was all sorts of things, different you know, things filed away. And as I was looking in that, I, I came across some photos back in my swimming days when I was 12, 13, 14, and I was heavily involved in swimming. And I came across uh, these photos and they were rep team photos. And, uh, and as I was looking at these photos, these were, it's hard for me to say because I sound like I'm boasting, but, but I, I got nowhere with it anyway, so it doesn't matter. And uh, this was at like a national level and they were state team photos. And as I was looking at these photos, I remember some of the guys that I used to swim with. And these, these guys were the best in the state and in, in most cases, the best in the nation for their particular age group. And as I was kind of looking at these photos, I remember thinking, oh yeah, I remember, you know, they were like, the, they were the person, they were the best in the nation at the time. They were a phenomenal swimmer. And you know, when you're at that age, the, the ultimate dream is, yeah, I'd love to swim at the Olympics. And so I was looking through these photos and as I looked through, I realised, you know, every single one of these top swimmers that, you know, I swam with, that, that I was friends with, none of them went to the Olympics. And these, these were photos year after year in state national teams. And, and as I looked at these photos, none of them made it. But you know why? Is all of us quit. Like we, we just stopped swimming. And I remember distinctly, there was a guy who wasn't as talented and he wasn't uh, maybe as gifted and he wasn't in those photos, but he might find, you know, make finals at, at state championships and stuff like that. But here's a guy that we knew of that, that ended up going and swimming at the Olympics. Now, part of that reason was, and I'm not taking away that he didn't train hard and work hard, but part of it, it was as well that he just kept swimming. Like he just kept going. And I'm not saying that if we kept swimming, we would have made it either, but there's something to be said about endurance. There's something to be said about just continuing, just keep pressing forward, just keep persisting. And the same is true of our uh, spiritual relationship as well. That as we persist, as we endure, God moves in our lives and He uses us in ways that sometimes we never thought imaginable. 
And so wherever you are on your journey tonight, I want to encourage you, just as the Word of God encourages us, I want to encourage you tonight to keep pressing on, keep pushing forward, keep seeking and trying to seek God's will for your life and press in to the things of Him. If it says in verse 26, to all who are victorious, who are those that are victorious? It says, who obey me to the very end. To them I will give authority over the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod. Now it sounds full on, but as one commentary wrote, he says the verb means to shepherd and should be taken in the sense of wielding the shepherd's staff or club against the attacks of animals or beasts. He says, they will have the same authority I received from my father and I will also give them the morning star. Now the morning star is Christ himself. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He is saying to the churches. He says this, as you obey me, as you press into me, the same authority that Jesus uh, received from the Father is the very authority that He uh, empowers us with. The Holy Spirit, He sends us and empowers us to make an impact in the lives around us. He says, as you persevere, as you press in, As you continue to move in your relationship with me, I will use your life to impact the lives around you in powerful ways. But just keep pressing in, keep moving, keep, keep, uh, keep, you know, running that, that business in a godly manner in which God has called you to, the workplace that He's called you to, to keep uh, living, the, you know, shining your light as Christ uses you in that place. As you lead that connect group, as you lead those youth or those young adults, as you, as you serve a church, whatever it might be, the neighbours that you serve and you pray for, the people, the family members that you pray for, keep praying, keep seeking, keep pressing in. And as you do, you just don't know the impact that you will have. But I tell you what, If you decide, you know what, Uh, I just can't do this anymore. You know what, I feel discouraged. You may look back and say, you know what, I wonder what could have happened. I wonder whose lives could have been impacted if I just kept pressing in on that. The same authority that it talks about here, I'm reminded in Matthew 28, when Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. It's the authority that he empowers us with to have an impact on the lives around us. There's a person in my life who uh, I consider such an influential leader and I really look up to. And I remember a little while ago, I was talking to him about the influence that he's had over his lifetime. And he said just such a simple thing to me. He said, you know what, David, he said, I see ministry in my life very simple. It's really quite simple for me. He said, I just look at what God's placed in my hands and I just, I just go, okay, this is what he's given me and I just give it back to God. I surrender it to him and I just pour my life out with what he's given me. And I remember him telling me this story and he said, you know, I remember when I first came to faith and I got involved in young adults ministry and he said at that time, it was quite a thriving, strong, growing young adults ministry. It would have been a ministry around 500 young adults. It was a pretty strong ministry. And he said, oh, I just want you to know that, you know, that I would be like 497th person to really ever be used by God out of all those young adults that I was involved with. And he said, but you know, all I've done is I've looked at what God has given me and I've surrendered back to him and said, God, and I've just done even just the simplest things week in, week out. And he's done that for 27, 28 years. And the impact that he has had is quite extraordinary. The lives that he's impacted uh, directly, but even indirectly as well through the ministry that God has used him in is extraordinary, quite remarkable through this nation and even beyond that as well. And all he's done is persistently turned up and said, God, this is, this is, it's all about you. I surrender my life to you. You've given me these things. I just give it back to you. Pressing into him. You never know. 
You never know the way in which God will use you. So I encourage you tonight to keep pushing in, keep pressing in Him. What's the one thing that you can start to do to redirect your life in a way that grows in your intimacy, in your relationship with Him? You just never know what could happen. I want to read you or share with you just one last thing. And uh, it's pretty recent and it's quite a powerful story. But I want to read this to you. And to give you the context, I got a text message from a random number just last week or maybe the week before. And uh, I got a text message from this number and it was from a person I hadn't seen for many years. And to give you context, basically what happened was uh, uh, about 10 years ago now, me and a group of friends, we just happened to be at Chermside and I think we saw a movie, grabbed some dinner or whatever. And at the end of that, we're going back to our cars and a few of us had parked in a similar area and we're walking back to our cars to just hop in and go home, basically. As we walked back to the car, we just happened to run into a a guy and a girl, I think it was, uh, that were just sitting in the gutter there near our car where we were parked. And and we just got chatting to them randomly. We just kind of got talking to them. And uh, there was a club there. I don't know if it's still there, Gil Hooley's. And uh, he'd been there and this guy was pretty drunk. Like he was pretty blind drunk and he was sitting there and we just got talking to him and chatted to him for a little while. And eventually, long story short, um, we said to this guy, me and uh, my mate, we said to this guy, we said, hey, do you want to lift home and because uh, his friend was saying oh would you be able to give him a lift and and so we said we're happy to give you a lift and so uh and and so he's like that'd be awesome he didn't live too far away and so we said yeah jump in he jumped in the car and as we were just driving him back home just around the corner with the, you know we got talking about God and church and all that sort of stuff and we got to his house and we were just sitting down the front of his house and I think we had an opportunity even to pray for him and I had I think my Bible or had a Bible in the car at the time and we wrote in the front of this Bible and we just gave it to him as well. We said, listen, you're welcome to come to church sometime. Here's a Bible, feel free to read this and we just kind of wrote something in the front of it and we gave it to him and we watched him. We just waited for him to get inside and we watched him literally stumble all the way out the path and nearly trip over a few times. He was so drunk and as we drove away, we remember thinking, he's not going to remember a single word that we just shared. And we kind of chuckled to ourselves a little bit like he's not going to remember anything. He stumbled in our house, we drove away and that was it. Nothing more. Never heard from him or saw him again. And so two weeks ago, I get this text message. It's from a number that I didn't have. And this, I'm just going to read you what it said, okay? This, this is what this text message said. And this is about, yeah, I'll just read it to you. It says this. It says, hello. There's a few people mentioned there, but it says, hello. He says this, it says, do you guys remember when you gave me a Bible and a football? I don't remember that, but anyway, do you gave me a Bible and a football when I asked you guys for a ride back from home from a club at Chermside because I was too drunk? I still have your writing on my page of my Bible that you guys blessed me with all those years ago. He mentions his name, which I won't mention, but he says, and and he goes on to say, I wanted to send you a picture of what one of you have written on a page for my life and it has inspired me so much that I cannot begin to explain. I have been a sinner for a very, 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 and I can't say how many times I will write very, a sinner, but I will say that you were there just for me on the very night. I have given my life to Jesus, my Lord and my Saviour. I admit my life is not perfect and nor very far to what I want it to be for me, but it's life. Please tell me that if this is one of you, I do have a picture which I'm trying to send, but my iPhone is not sending. I took a picture of the page of my Bible, which one of you guys wrote for me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 19. 
It's been almost eight or nine years, which I think it's more than that, almost 10 years. You guys, from what I can try to remember, attended Bridgman Baptist Church or something like that. I still have your Bible and it's the most precious thing to me that I will ever have. It is a gift from you, from God. I can't even believe that this is the number on my Bible that I have cherished for so long and will always be by my side even after so many years. I just wanna say that if it was not for you guys, I would probably not be alive today. I don't even remember what you look like, but you drove a Toyota Hilux with big wheels. True that. I will, I will try and send a picture of what you have written for me in my Bible, which I will never, ever let go of. God bless you and your friends. Now, this is like literally 10 years ago and I got that text message a couple of weeks ago. Here's the thing. You just don't know. You just don't know the impact that you could have on a person's life by just the persistent endurance. You just press into God. You just keep pouring your life out and you press into Him and you lay your life down and say, God, use my life to have an impact on the lives around you. In your business that God has called you to, 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 to run business in a godly manner to live out the characteristics of Christ in your business, in the neighbourhood, the people that you've been praying for, the connect group that you're leading, the ministry that you're involved in, as you do these things week in, week out, you never know the impact that you might have and maybe you'll never find out, but just maybe, just maybe, maybe in 10 years time, someone will send you a text and say, hey, if it wasn't for your connect group, if it wasn't for the way you conducted yourself as a Christian in your business, in your workplace, if it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, for the way that you prayed for me all those years, I just wanna let you know that I've become a Christian and Jesus is Lord and Saviour of my life. Just maybe you'll receive a text and that will be a powerful, powerful moment as you continue to press your life into Him and allow Him, God Himself, to use your life. So what do you need to do tonight? What do you need to do tomorrow to go, I, I'm gonna press into you. Just one simple step to move in that direction. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. It's powerful, so powerful because your word has everyday principles for our lives that are so, so relevant. And this word is an important word for many and even people right now. And there's some that are sitting there thinking, wow, that's a word for me. I know that I used to be so on fire. I used to be so passionate. I used to be attending and involving myself in the things of God. And I've probably, you know, moved away from that. And so I wanna pray for those that have been challenged tonight in some way or another. And I ask, Lord, that you'd empower them to begin to make changes tonight, to make the phone call tonight, to send the text tonight, to, to, to do whatever they need to do this very night to see changes in their life take place. And I thank you for your word that says that those who draw near, you say, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And I thank you, great God. I just pray for all those that have been challenged in some way tonight. I ask you empower and encourage them. I really do pray, great God. We love you, Father. Help us, empower us, we ask. We thank you so much. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen, amen. God bless you guys so much. If you'd like more info, if you responded in some way or another, we would love to get in contact with you. Feel free to email us. God bless you. Let's worship our great and mighty God together. How beautiful is the Word of God? I love that God speaks to us through His Word and we can be challenged, we can be changed, and we can be reshaped. And uh, uh, I love that God spoke to us, spoke to my heart tonight as well. Normally, if you're here in our services, um, through the last song, you have an opportunity, you can come and 
and be prayed for. We've got people who will come and just chat with you and, and pray for you. And sometimes people may just kneel in front. Some people may stand. Some people may just reflect. Um, and obviously we can't do that at the moment. But I want to encourage you tonight. If God's been speaking to you, if God's been um, impacting your heart, if God has been awakening you, uh, I want to encourage you to go and email us at hello at abridgement.org.au or actually if you want prayer email prayer at bridgman.org.au. we've got a whole team that would love to start praying for you begin to do that journey with you and tonight if you've come to realise for the first time that Jesus loves you that you can have a relationship with God not based on trying to do good works earning acceptance but you realise that it's just by coming to Jesus, just as you are and accepting His forgiveness. If that is you tonight, I want to encourage you on the platform that you're watching, you can press the button that says accept Jesus. If you can't find that, just email us or call us at the church. We'd love to journey with you. We'd love to talk through your questions as well. And so um, I want to pray and uh, just ask God just to keep moving in us and stirring in us this week. Lord, I want to thank You for this uh, service we've just had together. Lord, thank You that your, your Word is living. Thank You that You are living and active. And so, Lord, I pray, keep stirring in us, changing us, Lord God. Keep opening our eyes, teaching us to love how You have loved us, Lord God. I want to pray for those people tonight who have responded in their hearts, Lord God. Maybe for the first time they've given their life to You. Or maybe, Lord God, You've just... Uh, prompted something in their heart they're wanting to either let go or, or give to You. Well, Lord, I pray that they will know, Lord, Your Holy Spirit beginning to work in their life. Give them courage, Lord, as well. Give us courage as a church to keep pursuing the things of You as well. And so, Lord, we want to say we love You. We thank You. Thank You for Your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thank You so much for joining us online again this week. Uh, we just pray that you have a blessed week. We look forward to uh, touching base with you again next Sunday. God bless. Well, it's been great to join together today. If you've sensed God speaking to you across this service and you'd like to know a little bit more about what that might mean for you, we'd love to connect with you and you can email hello at bridgman.org.au and someone will get in touch with you. Or again, if you have a need in your life, we as a church would love to stand with you in that by prayer. You can email a request for prayer through to prayer at bridgman.org.au. It's been great to connect with you here today and we look forward to doing that again shortly.